0: Like it here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit the thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. What does the IRS, a traveling petting zoo, and an old-fashioned popcorn machine have in common? Really? Not a hell of a lot, unless you're Carrie in the spring of 1990. In her first story, she's in what she thinks is big trouble with the IRS, and she's trying to figure that all out when she has a dream, a literal dream, and a strange dream about finding desks in the woods and a strange set of numbers It's kooky enough that she remembers it when she wakes up and takes some action. In our second story, Carrie has another dream, just one night after the first dream. This dream just seems like one of those entertaining but normal nighttime dreams with some fun plot twists and a crazy cast of characters. And she doesn't really give it much thought until what happens later that same day. There's really no explanation for what happens to Carrie in our third story. Not much time has passed since the entertaining dream, and now Carrie has a premonition while cleaning the popcorn machine at the bar she works at. Why? We don't know. But it was accurate and significant, especially for fans of the 70s and 80s TV show, Alice. I do want to mention here that if you haven't listened yet to episode two, you might want to do that so you can meet all the sisters. This stuff comes naturally to, well, pretty much all of us. Also, stay tuned after Carrie's stories for a quick and funny story from our first call call-in listener, Tammy, who has her very own How in the Hell Did I Get Here story to share. Did you know that we have a call in line for you to leave us your how-in-the-hell-did-I-get-here moments? You could be featured on an upcoming show. Call us and leave a short story, three minutes or less, at 323-488-3303. That's 323-488-3303. We can't wait to hear from you. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the hell did I get here? Quick note, today's episode includes swear words. It's 1990 and maybe the second time in her life that Carrie's done her taxes and she owes $400. She doesn't have $400. What's she going to do? How will she solve this? Just how big of trouble is she in now with the IRS? She finds a solution, and your mind will be blown with how this goes. So you're in trouble with the IRS. Yes. You, th- you think you're going to like go to h- IRS hell in a handbasket because mm-hmm. you owe $400, mm-hmm. so you send them a letter and trying to alleviate all this and the forms mm-hmm. that say I'm going to pay later or whatever you probably were just filing
1: yeah. i didn't i know i just sent them the you know my tax forms along with the letter saying i you know i owe you 400 dollars i do not have 400 dollars right. please have mercy on me and tell me what i <laughs> what i have to do you know i mean really i mean it, that's the kind of letter you write the irs you yes. know you don't go listen you fuckers you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: no they don't like that i don't think yeah. they take kindly to those kind of that kind
1: of talk right So absolutely terrified. I go to bed that night. I have a dream that I won the daily three, which is $500. Right. I can remember the dream to this day because it was so weird. In the dream, I had this ticket and the numbers were 855. And I'm wandering through a forest with it, trying to find the place where you cash tickets in. Because I know it's a winning ticket, but I can't wow. find the place. And I'm wandering through the woods, trying to find the place where you cash the ticket. And in the dream, I finally did find the place in the woods, a little a desk in the woods, which is reminiscent of a Monty Python sketch. So I Yes, it that. does sound like that. So there is a monty like, python and yes. there
0: was a hobbit taking
1: <laughs> paying <laughs> out the lottery there is a where an employment agency is in the woods or something so yeah in the woods i got my 500 dollars, and that's all that was the dream so the next day i'm like this dream is so vivid the numbers are 855 5. so i figure, you know what the hell i'll go i'll buy a ticket and unfortunately now at that time i am so broke that i could come up with a dollar for a ticket. I couldn't come up with $2 or $3. So I bought the ticket and didn't think anything more of it. You know, this is stupid. But I did occasionally buy a daily three ticket because I had a friend who worked at the bar with me. He was the swamper who came in to do the cleaning at night, who would basically hang around until we closed. He'd show up at like four in the afternoon and drink beers. And his name was David R. He looked like Billy Barty. He wasn't a mid person, pardon me, a little person, but he looked like Billy Barty. And um, every night he would say to me when I would get done working, he'd come, honey, did you buy your daily three? You know, and most of the time you're like, no, I didn't buy one, Dave, I can't afford it. I'm not spending money on lottery tickets. This night he comes up to me, I sitting in the bar and he come, honey, did you get your daily three? And I said, you know what, Dave? I said, I actually did buy one today. And I said, you know why? I said, because I had a dream last night that I had the winning numbers. And he says, well, what were your numbers? I, I told him, I said, I dreamt I had, at 855 were the winning numbers. So I bought a ticket. I said, did you buy any tickets? He goes, oh, yeah, because he always bought a handful of them. And then he would go back after we all, every night we'd have our honey conversation. <laughs> and then he would go call on the phone and find out the winning numbers. And this night, you know, so we talked about, I told him why I bought a ticket and blah, blah, blah. He goes back on the phone and calls the winning numbers. And he comes racing up to the bar <laughs> he's got he's got this look on his face like imagine billy barty really surprised that's what he looks like oh my gosh and he goes honey what did you say your numbers were 855 five. i said that's the numbers i said just cuz i dreamt them you know it was a dream dave he goes no 855 five? i said yeah 855 five. you won honey <laughs> no David, come on don't tease me like that i did not win and he's like you won and you know and i'm not believing him. He goes, you said 855, right? He goes, honey, you won. And it turned out that, yes, I had one. I realized it afterwards that the reason I had the dream, because at least in my mind, I thought I really, 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 really needed $500, like an emergency. So my brain came through. And when you have so did tr- you send that- the
0: money to the IRS then? Yes, I did. The next night, Carrie has another very entertaining dream, complete with a colorful cast of characters and an interesting storyline. It's a fun dream and nothing about it indicates it's anything more than that.
1: Uh, The other funny thing was is that whatever triggered this in my head didn't shut off right away because I tell you about my dream the next night. That's another dream I had, and this, again, it was as vivid as anything could be. I remembered it completely and just thought I'm bananas because, you know, dreams, you just have weird crap happens in dreams, right? But the next night, my dream was, well, to preface this, I lived at a high-rise condo in downtown Minneapolis, which had a really nice enclosed courtyard, you know, with a pool and tanning areas, trees, grill areas. Beautiful place, right? Mm-hmm. Right down. Yeah, it was nice. My buddy Tim was my roommate at the time. I had a dream that in this courtyard we had a peacock was running around loose, like running. There's a peacock in our courtyard, and it was being chased by a like a 15 year old boy who looked to be Indian or Pakistani, speaking in a, a different language and with and with an accent, you know, and trying to catch this peacock. It was his peacock. And he was absolutely beside himself that it was loose and in our courtyard. And there were people down there. And I remember Tim was standing there watching this and laughing because that's what Tim would do. And this poor kid chasing a peacock all around our courtyard and all these people getting freaked out or mad at him and him trying to apologize that he had to catch this peacock. It's like, okay. And that was basically the extent of the dream, which is weird. And this is a long time ago. At that time, an Indian boy in Minneapolis was about as rare as a peacock. (laughs) You know We have the wonderful diversity that, that is there now.
0: At this point, it's just another crazy and pretty interesting dream. Or is it? Find out after the break. Hey, it's Kim, and thanks so much for listening. And I really hope you're enjoying today's show so far. I'm just popping in to ask you a quick favor, which is to consider helping to support this podcast at Patreon. It's super easy. Just pop over to patreon.com and search for How in the Hell Did I Get Here or hit the button on our website at howinthehellpodcast.com. What's in it for you? Well, for one thing, you're helping make a dream come true. And what's better than that? Also, we've got some great perks over there for you, including a chance to get to know myself and my sisters with a special slideshow from our lives, ad-free listening discounts up to 50% off the merch in our fund store, and free coloring books and more. Check it out today. You can choose to support us for as low as $2 a month. Carrie knows her roommate Tim will be mightily entertained by this latest dream, and he is, but not in the way she expects. Back to our story.
1: So I'm like, oh God, I got to tell Tim about this one as soon as I see him because this is just ridiculous. It's too freaking weird for words, right? So anyway, I go to work the next night. I'm at work, you know, slinging the cocktails. And uh, Tim comes down. And I'm like, oh, I got to tell him about this dream. He comes down, he sits down, he goes, you are not going to believe what just happened. Oh, my God. In our courtyard. Yes. What did you say? Were you like, was it a peacock? I think I did say, was it a peacock? Yeah. And he just goes, how the hell? You told me the story. And it was exactly the same as the dream. And it turned out that they had had on Nicollet Island, you know, we lived right on the river, Mm -hmm. So Nicollet Island was very close to us. They'd had a petting zoo set up there that day. And one of the animals in the petting zoo was a peacock. And it had gotten loose and wound up in our courtyard. That's crazy. Tim talked to the kid and he was from India and it was his peacock and that they were like a traveling petting zoo.
0: I know. I think I do remember you told me all this. And then I was like, Carrie, go back to sleep and win the pick six, the Powerball. (laughs) Yeah, you were champ like something there for a little while. I know.
1: Yeah, if you're going to dream about things, you know, that come true, God, Do better than this, you know.
0: Okay. So now Carrie has had two dreams that have come true. And so maybe what happens next shouldn't be surprising really. She really does seem to be tuned in. However, She's not sleeping when she gets this next bit of startling information.
1: There was one other thing that happened during that time that was, to this day, I'm still absolutely befuddled by because it makes no sense whatsoever. And it wasn't a dream, but I may have been in a trance-like state. (laughs) This was another like prediction kind of thing. And this is so weird. When I was working at Chesson's, it was a big place. This was the original Chesson's. It was very big, huge place. It covered the whole block. Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a block. It it, it went from one end of the block to the other and was the, from one end to the other, it was huge. And in the bar area, which was huge, sat a popcorn machine where we made popcorn every night. And this was an old fashioned like circus popcorn machine, not the little kind that sits on a counter. This was a kind with wheels you know, that stands like six feet high. Yeah,
0: like the big ones that they have.
1: Right, the old-fashioned kind. And when I started working there, well, part of my job was to empty out and clean out the popcorn machine at the end of the night. And I realized pretty quickly that nobody had ever actually done this in a proper way (laughs) because it was filthy. So I took it upon myself I, to have a goal to try to get this damn thing clean, get all this built up grease off the inside, which yeah. is going to be a long project. So at the end of the night, I would like literally encased in this classroom. You didn't crawl into it, but you bent into it So you're encased in this little classroom. And it's like you're, you know, I would just kind of zone out and work on getting this grease scraped off everything. And I would do this every night to little by little get this damn thing clean which is fascinating. But here's the fun part. I'm doing this one night and I swear to God this happened and I still to this day have no idea why. I'm in there in my own little world getting the popcorn machine cleaned out and all of a sudden it pops into my head just as clear as day in this loud voice. Vic Tayback just died. (laughs) I don't
0: even know if I know who Vic Tayback is.
1: Nobody knows who he is, but you do know if you think about it for a minute and you go way back in time was he on a TV show the TV series Alice he he was Mel who owned Mel's diner oh my God which you know was a I don't oh. know even what was that on in the eighties early eighties I don't know. I don't know anything about that or Vic Tabak or anything, but it was so loud and so insistent in my head that, okay, oh, and, was, and, and to the where I was like, well, that's really sad. I mean, he was on Alice. Oh. And, and it was like, it just came out of nowhere. And sure enough, it turned out, it was on the news the next day. He had died right about when it popped into my head. The, what the heck? I know. I mean, what the heckity heck. I mean, of all the things. And it's never happened like with any other like B-list celebrity or anybody. It hasn't popped into my head, you know, since then.
0: That's was, crazy.
1: I know. Isn't that the stupidest? So he died thing?
0: on May 25th, 1990. So it was, that's. Thank
1: you. Yeah. It was right after I started working. I started in May, March of 1990 and I was working on that popcorn machine. Let's um, let's have psychic abilities and use them for absolutely no fucking good reason.
0: Our last story today comes from our listener Tammy, who experienced and caused a bit of confusion when she innocently shared her love for baking with a stranger.
2: that I get hear story so um, I have some little conditions and one of them I have problems hearing sometimes so I don't always exactly hear what people say but I I think that my part of my problem is when I think I hear something the right way I don't always ask someone to repeat it um, when I try to like make sense of it in my head, but when I don't and what I'm thinking totally doesn't make sense, I usually ask like if someone could please repeat it. Like this is what I heard. <laughs> Many times that I did not. So I'm running a print job. I was in printing for this man, and he, he was there waiting for it. We get to talking, and I thought he asked something about baking. You know, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I took a little break from it for a while. I had some. Complications and I'm just getting started back with it again. And, you know, it's really weird that you said that. You asked me about that. And he, like, is kind of looking at me like, oh, well, Lena, please go on. So I was like, yeah, I was just at Walmart the other day and I bought a new bunt pan and a mixer, hand mixer, because my last one, like, sort of, like, blew up or something. And I was like, I have the worst problem with small appliances. Like, always something goes wrong. He's looking at me really perplexed, and I'm like, okay, well, all right. So I was, I was like, yeah, so one of my friends was having a birthday, and I was like, I have to make you this bun cake. And, she, and my friends were like, yeah, you have to try her bun cake. Anyway, so I'm telling him, and he's looking at me, like, rather strangely. And But I kept going on, you know, because I thought, like, is he like, I also can't see you very well. I thought, well, okay, he's showing an interest. Maybe, Maybe sometimes he's not hearing me or something. So... About, like, halfway through, or half an hour into it, I should say, because <laughs> the man were to say, he's like, wait, why are you telling me your baking history? And I, I looked at him, I was like, well, I thought that you asked me about, like, something about baking. And he's like, no, I'm confused. I don't even remember what exactly my question was, but I just wanted to know if you wanted to go on a date with me. So, anyway... I, I couldn't stop laughing and um, I was laughing so hard that I would practically pee in my pants and the guy um, just left without his print job. But anyway, that's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's show and would love it if you could please rate us and leave us an iTunes review. Shout out here to all of you who have left reviews so far, including our most recent review from Ski's Zika. We're an independent podcast, and the only way for us to get found is with your help. So thank you. Also, big thanks to Tammy, who called in and shared her dating baking story. If you have a how-in-the-hell-did-I-get-here story and would like the chance to be featured as a call-in listener, give us a call at 323 488 Three three zero three, and leave us your story. Did you know that peacocks can fly? Yep, which probably explains how it got into a downtown high-rise courtyard. To see a flying peacock, visit our show notes on our website, howinthehellpodcast.com, and also in our Facebook group. Today's show was produced by Kim A. Floden and features Carrie Floden. Our music is by Silent Partner. Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, How in the hell did I get here?